three out of four sales presentations are misguided. What do you think that means? Hey, this is Blake Sloan. I've been selling real estate over 14 years. Our team of highly trained professionals along with our unmatched marketing has sold thousands of homes here in the Myrtle Beach area, and this is how we do it. And I taught this in sales, sales school for you guys. I learned this very, very early on. I studied it for a very long time and um, even got certified uh, to, to understand the test and things. What, what, what does that mean? Three out of four... Three out of four sales pitches, face-to-face -face sales. Three out of four, they're misguided. Most salespeople, the problem is you're selling to other people based on your behavioral style. Most people are selling to other people based on their behavioral style. So what happens is you're selling to people how you like to be sold. The problem is there's only one in four chance that they like to be sold the same way you do. Say it again. The problem is there's only one in four chance they like to be sold like you do. What does that mean? Yes, everyone has different behavioral profiles. And we haven't gone deep enough in this like I should have. This is my big lesson lately. Behavioral profiles. Teach this in success school, but I don't go deep enough to really make you guys go deep enough in the way you should. And it's something I studied for years that makes a big difference. And so what happens is there's four different behavioral styles that comes in, in most cases. And this has been going on since before the early 1900s. They used to be breaking it down to the earth, wind, water and fire and then it came to these different ways and there's this thing dr marston 1928 i believe uh basically came with a study they broke down these different behavioral traits of everyone into four groups right like baron said comes into the disc but i think that's important that we got to realize like look how well do i understand the disc profiles and how quickly can i analyze someone into that i'm able to put somebody into that box in about two minutes or less, usually I can do it in about 30 seconds of understanding who they are and what they do if I'm sitting face to face with them. And then what do I do? I have to sell them based on the way that they are. What we tend to do is we go the same way that we are and there's a one in four chance we actually match with them. And so it's very important for me to know, number one, what is my behavioral style, which we taught most of you about that at Success School. But number two, I have to be very, very good at identifying what other behavioral styles are so that I can match my what? my sales tactics, my energy, my everything to their behavioral style. What I notice is that's why some people are saying the same exact words, the right words at the right time with the right intent, but guess what's happening? You can be the nicest, best person in the world, but if you're not matching your behavioral style, I don't like you. So me, for example, I'm pretty intense, right? Everybody agree with that? I like to get done very quickly. And so if I get into a presentation of any type and this person is slow, what happens? Go through, talk, slow, 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 and they don't understand the behavioral style. It happens almost any time I sell or have anybody selling about anything. They don't understand the behavioral style, and so you want to become a ninja and a very high-level person in terms of sales. You have to understand and really master behavioral profiles. And the best way to do this is four different ones, and I'll give you the overview, but I'll break down again how do we sell each one and what do you need to do to break down this. And some are missing, but I really spent years of this training with Craig back in the day and then also through a couple different groups I was a part of and then I got this other guy who had this thing Intermetrics got certified to do their test and then he started this new company that we use right now for our certain tests but I looked back and didn't realize how many hundreds of hours I've done in studying this and it also goes back to reps and timeshare right you learned how to adjust people it's subconscious but what most people are doing you're going to the presentation you're being yourself and the problem is what they don't like yourself. 
because people like people like them. And so you're the one that's really having to sell in that scenario. So you got to understand that most people have one dominant trait out of four. Most humans can be broken down to four different traits. They have one that's called a high, meaning that their dominant trait is that main trait, and they have one that's right behind it. I find they're usually very close. The first one we have is what they call a high D. Stands for dominant. So a high D, right, is really demanding. I'll give you some examples for that. They're driving, they're forceful, they're daring, they're determined, they're competitive, responsible, inquisitive, right? And so that's one of the things you want. They have a low D, they're more what? They're more agreeable. So if someone sits down with you and challenges you, all of a sudden you don't realize they're a D. That's just how they're wired. And so they have no problem with confrontation. And they're going to ask you a question about that, but all of a sudden you get triggered because you're over here on the opposite side, and then what do you do? Fold. You fold, or you feel challenged in the wrong way. You feel offended. Meanwhile, all they wanted you to do is challenge them back a little bit and give them what they wanted. That's what we talked about. A lot of people in that Grand Dunes community have happened to me. They ask you questions they already know the answer to to see if you know. Right? It's a way of challenging you and turn that. And then ultimately, why? Because those people tend to be a little more entrepreneurial. They tend to be gone through a lot more. So it's important to understand that that's a key piece there. And so you have to understand that certain people have certain traits. Now, you can be both. But it's important for me to understand these different pieces here of that. Right? The, the way that they, have, that they have in that scenario, they tend to approach uh, problems and make decisions. Right? They tend to do it very, very quickly. And so they tend to be very decisive. But the key word here is dominant. And so you can't be turned off against that. You just need to what? Understand this is behavioral trait, a behavioral profile that someone has. And so for me to get next level sales, if I'm in here, you guys got to get very, very good at understanding behavioral profiles. And you combine this with the straight line, that's how you dominate. But I do think a lot of our sales presentation is misguided, both in the presentations, buyer and seller presentations. Also, right, when we're going through showing properties, writing offers, all those things in that process. We have to get to the part we can master it. Does that make sense for you guys in that scenario? Super important. Second one is an I. What does that mean? There's different words. People have changed the words as they've done different tests. Uh, influential is how I learned it. They're a high I means what? Anybody remember? Okay. What was that, Joe? Um, yeah, influence is kind of they have that piece. Some people call it interactive. Uh, that's one of the tests that the Intermetrics uses. These are people people. These are natural salespeople. Natural salespeople tend to be high eyes. The good news is you don't have to be that to be a good salesperson. Influential people tend to have traits, right? The more gregarious. SAT word, anybody remember that one? Yeah, right? persuasive, inspiring, enthusiastic, they're sociable. And so these people who are what? Outgoing, long-winded, right? They can also say popular, very, very good people in terms of talking, understanding. They're very outgoing. They're the ones that are in the party and they got to talk to people, right? Austin talks about it, goes to the bar, right? I saw Austin in Nashville. And um, Austin's there talking to people, meeting people on his own, right? That never even seen him before. Struck up conversation, right? That's someone who is a high eye. But it's one of those things that it is a natural thing that people have. And so here's the deal. That's just someone who's naturally outgoing. It's the way their mind works.
Okay? They're able to talk things very, very easily. They say what's on their mind. They're able to go up to strangers. They've never met a stranger. The eye, high eye person is someone who never met a stranger. Now, if that's the case, what does that tell me when I sit down with them? I need to do a lot of listening and talking. They want to know, who do I know? Who do we know that has some significance? And they want to have a lot of more small talk. But if I'm here with a D, how much small talk do I want? Not a lot. I like a little bit just to disconnect. I've gotten very good at a little bit. So I go straight into it. They don't trust you because they're very mistrusting sometimes. So you want a little bit, but not much. You guys with me on this? Super important. Jordan Belfort, he's like high eye, right? 100%. Jordan Belfort's a high eye. Most natural salespeople, high eye. They're very friendly. Like I said, they know people. They'll meet people at the grocery store, at the gas station. Those are high eyes. Okay? Uh, very important to look at. Third piece is a high S. Cause steadiness. What do you think that means? What type of person is high S? They're patient, predictive, right? I'll say it again. They're patient, predictable, passive, complacent, stable. So you get they're patient, predictable, passive, complacent. They're stable. They're more. E they're the easiest going people, though. They're very consistent. They're very easygoing. They're the easiest to get along with. They're a very easy sale if you can connect with them the right way. But if I come across the wrong way, a lot of times they're going to have mistrust for me. And it may not break down to each one person, how each person needs to be sold, but the first piece, I've got to get good at doing what? Identify. Identifying who are these people and what they do. Next person, C. Next person, C. And again, this is like the Cliff Notes version. I have a whole training I take you guys through in the success school, but here's the thing. You don't learn it one time success school. This is something you have to master over and over and over again, just like any script, just like any role play, right? The C stands for cautious. There's a couple of words people use, but cautious is the one that I've learned to really relate to the most. What do you think that means? What type of person is cautious? Right? The words for C, cautious, perfectionist, systematic, careful, analytical. Analytical. That's the way you look at this. So, what type of person do you see here? Because if I notice that, they're that analytical and I start trying to run through the contracts, what happens to the trust? Goes away instantly. But so many times we're running through and bulldozing people, not understanding that's just a personality type. I had a presentation, I told you guys, a listening presentation, sec time I met with her, she's like 90-something years old, very high C, when they cooked me fried chicken and stuff, the appointment turned into like three and a half, almost four hours. The inner D in me was wanting to go crazy, but what I have to do? Understanding her, her behavioral pattern, so I slowed down and just got in my own mind to everything slow and talk about, whatever. Go through every detail, what it is, right? What's going on? Here's the person to help you fix your elevator. Here's who their name is. Here's what they're going to do. Right? You have to slow down to help them go through because they have to check off the boxes in their mind to make sure they can get to the next piece. If every box is not checked, guess what? There tends to be an OCD type thing in those two places. Does that make sense for you guys? Super important there. Very, very important piece of that. Jeremy had a great way of, because Jeremy's not a high I, right? You're what? High C, right? Yep. Had to do with the hurricane. Remember what that was? 
You said your thoughts inside your head. You said something basically, I have all these thoughts and hurricanes, things going on in my head, but a lot of times I just don't have a way to say them on the outside. Right? The SNC are big thinkers. As I've been in business more over the years, I've become more SNC because you have to overall in terms of how you analyze and make decisions and do certain things. So SNC are what we call internal hurricanes. They have the thoughts and things going on internally, but they're going that, and you have to be really good at understanding what's going on in the voice inside their head, which is very, very analytical. These here are external hurricanes. These are the easiest to sell to. The hardest sell to are the ones that they don't tell you what the objection is, so you don't overcome it, and then they just move on somewhere else to somebody that does. And so we have to understand, number one, what your behavioral profile is, your behavioral pattern, and then you have to do what? Adjust based on the type of person that you're looking at. Here's a crazy part. We have two types of behavioral patterns. One's called natural. That's how you naturally are whenever you have things going on and you're just by yourself with your friends and family. It's who you are, and friends and family. Then the other one you have is what we call adaptive. Adaptive is when you're on the go, when you're at your work, when you're in a situation. So if you're adaptive, so anybody go home, you're a different person when you go home from here, right? A lot of people are. So the reality is your clients are the same way. And so they're face-to-face -face to you. In the beginning, they're going to be the person that's more the adaptive type here. And so you have to understand, hey, look, who's this person, what they're going to do? You guys with me on this? And so sometimes you have to understand, hey, look, I've got to understand here, what's my, here's what my weaknesses are, here's how I adjust. But I really want to understand, how do I identify what I am and how I identify what my prospect is so I can adjust to that to help tailor the presentation and tailor the sale to them? You guys with me on this? Super important to have that piece. I think you'll see you have a high one here, and then I kind of look at and see how high their D is. I have people who are super talented. Super great. I mean, everybody has a portion of this. So you have, everyone here has something of, of, of something. Does that make sense? There tends to be always a dominant trait. So I can look and tell really how successful somebody's going to be based on the level of D they have. They can analyze a, you know, a spreadsheet over and over and over, or, you know, look at leads all day, and they can get very, very good, you know, piece of that. But here's what, everyone has different gifts and what they are. So if I hire an administrative person, what do I want? S and C. Why is that? They're steady, they're cautious, they have details, they're able to go in and analyze things that happen. Right? And so that's the key part here. Like the opposite of a C, right? They're, if you have very low C, they're careless. Right? The, the, the Larry, uh, low, low S is chaotic, right? Spontaneous. The last thing a high S is is spontaneous. But the high I, guess what they are? Super spontaneous, right? They can just go on a whim, it drives some people crazy in terms of what that is. And so that's something you run into. Ah, uh, no big deal. And so you have to understand that both in your relationship and also with the relationship with your clients too. Because here's the reason why. We communicate in different ways. And so what most salespeople are doing, the biggest mistake you make is you're selling to everyone else like the way you are. And so if I stay as a high D when I'm with clients, I really shoot out the other three, three people because they're not going to get along with me in terms of how I sell. The high C finds high D offensive when they deal with them. And so I've got to get very good at understanding this and studying this. And I'm going to give you guys you know, some stuff to study. I can't teach all this right now, but you need to go understand what the profiles are and what they are. Right? I have a report. I'll give you guys just kind of a, a cheat sheet on what they are. Uh, it's super important. What's the easiest way to find out how, what they are, you think? But if, let's say I'm faced with a client. 
<laughs> Unfortunately, it doesn't work, right? Questions, right? Number one's questions. Number two, what do you think it is? Body language. So. But I, I, I don't know. I, I've seen that. I've seen that bite you in the ass, though. You think the husband's the big, the, the hot, the dominator, right? Just because he's allowing, right? Whatever it is. But he could also be the one that's more caught. But here's what happens, though. They go back and guess who the ultimate decision maker is at the end? Wife. You have to know both. I, here's what I don't. I don't like to judge one based on the other. I've been in timeshare long enough before they would make packs when they come. So here's the deal. I'm gonna say all the talking. I'm gonna do all the talking, right? Because they're scared, right? But guess what? The one that's scared is this person here. And they probably have that conversation before we come in. And so they definitely have the same conversation. Like, hey, we're not signing nothing today, right? We're not doing this. And so let me do all the talking. Okay? And so there's a lot of social pieces of that aspect. Sometimes a husband may want to do that because he feels like he's, you know, the man and he has to be, do the talking, even though he may not be the ultimate decision maker. And so I got to get very good at understanding the psychology of both, which means I have to, I have to prod both people. And two things, questions and body language, oh. right? They want to know, they, you know, they want to know who lives there, yeah. who lives in the neighborhood, who do you know? They want what? Status, Status and significance. Yeah. And so I have to understand what drives them is important. So number one question that has helped me is guess what you think the best question to do is? What do you do? Occupation tells a lot of times what they do. Like an engineer, very analytical. Yep. I interviewed a guy yesterday. For an agent, he went to Coastal being an accountant, did his internship. Guess what he started doing in accounting? Guess what happened? He hated it. Miserable. Quit doing it. Look at his behavior profile. He has not a lot of S&C. Because the last thing you want to do in your personality behavior style is sit in front of a computer all day, right? <laughs> so the reality is that we have these pieces of us, and it's true how we're, 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 we're wired. And so that's why when we do this interview process, I want to know, can I match the role to the personality type and behavior profile? First question I do, what do you do? That's going to give me some insight, about 30%. If they're accountant, engineer, something that's very analytical, administrative type person, guess what they have? A lot of S and C. So it helps me understand this is their personality type and who they are. If they're an entrepreneur, business owner, right, something that's more outgoing, salesperson, they're one of these two a lot of times, depending on what it is, I'm going to break it down based on their, their, their conversation. Yeah, it's weird. I think a lot of times that also goes demographic. Yeah. You know, like I've found that uh, the older people use different search engines than younger people. Mm -hmm. Right? They're using Bing and AOL versus, you know, younger people. I found that some of the most sophisticated people use Google, right? It just depends on that piece of it. But, if I'm, you can, but it's, it's all clues. And I'm using the clues to help diagnose. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to really make a conclusion and just change the whole thing to match it. I'm going to do what? I'm going to mirror them and their energy. The third piece here that I can read is their energy. What will that mean? So let's say that this person's very antsy, right? And you can tell like their legs shaking, they're ready to go. And they're, the more I talk, the, the more they're getting antsy. That means they're probably going to have a little more D. There's people that there is a D and a, a C that's possible. And so we have to understand that, hey, look, so what's that going to determine? If I, if I analyze and find out this person's a high D, what do I need to do? 
pick my pace up of my voice, my inflections, my presentations, everything I need to be adjusted to that personality type. Now, here's the crazy part. If you get a, a D husband and a C wife, what do you got to do? Bounce back and forth. You got to go up super fast. And guess what I need to do? Slow back down so I can match that person because I ultimately, and I know this is a lot in timeshare too, you go super, super fast to the person that's dominant, you leave the other person alone, and all of a sudden they're the one that bites you on the back end every time. I've had that happen to me many a times. And at that point, I got to challenge that D back. Say, hey, I totally appreciate that, Ryan. I'm just like you. Time's super important to me. So let me run through this, hit these key points for you so I make sure you at least understand what we do for you. We're able to make sure that we're a match or not. Right? But I need to make sure because I've had that happen to me. Had D said this is back when I had the presentation on the PowerPoint. I don't even need this, man. You know, and I said, you can make sure you make a decision based on this today. Yeah, I did a couple things. Get to the end. Guess what he had to do? Think about, Think about it. it. So I was lesson, I'm never going to skip if they tell me to skip. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. Hey, no problem, man. Match them. Speed up a little bit more than that. They're going to like that. But here's the thing. Like I mentioned, if they're a high D and you're slow, especially if you've got a southern accent, they want you to go fast and match them because to them, time's most important. They're always in a rush. And so part of the things that I wrote down, how to identify a high D buyer. High D buyers come on strong. They often test a seller by applying pressure early in the relationship to see what the reaction will be. Does that sound familiar? They'll apply pressure early to see what the reaction. They're going to challenge you when they sit down. They want to dominate that table, right? If you're in their house, a listening presentation, or if you're at the table here, they're going to challenge you on something. I welcome them with open arms. Right? Mash them back, and then I'm going to challenge them back a little bit in that piece, right? Frequently, the high D bar will run late and may appear rude when first approached. Maybe just follow, may not be just follow. But either way, let them run with that because that's what they feel like they're doing. They're always busy, busy, busy. That's why they tend to be more successful a lot of times because they just get a lot of shit done. It may not always be the right stuff, but they do get a lot done, which is super important. Third piece, during sales calls, a high D may interrupt you, may take calls, may read letters, may give instructions to someone else, all saying things like, keep going, I'm listening. They're multitaskers. So if I understand that, instead of getting triggered or pissed off, what do I do? Well, I adapt too. He pulls out his phone, hey, no problem, Keith, I'll let you finish that call real quick. And he said, well, go ahead. I'll knock you. Don't worry about it. I got a respect for you and your time, my time as well. I'm going to let you finish that call real quick. So I'm going I'm to assert my dominance back over top of that in that scenario. That makes sense? You don't want to challenge too much because a lot of times you want them to feel like they're winning a little bit, but you got to watch out for that as well. Most of like, hey, I need you on this side of these two chairs right here, please. Right? Back against the, the window, facing the, the awards. Why is that? Why do we do that? Every time, right? They're looking up, whatever it is. And see who's walking by. You want to have their, their, all their um, attention to you. And you want to be on the end so that you with them, not you against them. Okay? Super important. Right? But they may interrupt you. They're going to be that person. Like, Alex, they're going to try to take, um, you know, dominance early in that piece. And it's not in, on purpose. They don't know they're doing it. They're just doing it to tell who they are. And so the more I can understand that, unless I get triggered about it, the more I can adapt to that. Super important. High eyes. Right? How do I identify a high eye? They're friendly, people-oriented people folks who usually rather talk and socialize than do detailed work. Self the whole time. You have to be able to, to reel an eye in sometimes. I want to connect with them enough, match their energy, match them, but I, got, I can't let them talk too much because all of a sudden, 45 minutes are gone, and they're, they're mentally drained in that scenario, and you miss all your window to, pre to present to them and convert them. But they think that they're winning them over by talking these things. You're not. You're just talking because that's how you like to be sold to. Does that make sense? That's talking talk past the sale, right? They'll, 
They will always have awards, certificates, trophies, photos featured on the wall, right? They want to know who lives there. Their ego is evident. They'll be glad to see you when you arrive. They'll trade jokes and stories. They won't want to discuss business too much. They'll talk a lot about themselves. They'll interrupt and digress occasionally, but they're generally enthusiastic, receptive of your product and service. They're well-dressed, generally in great style. These are what natural salespeople are. A lot of you all are this. But here's the thing. You think you're too good sometimes. So then all of a sudden you just want to talk and be a high eye, but you don't actually close. That's a big problem. Okay? The high eye as an agent has to have enough D to get somebody close. Does that make sense, you guys? Super, super important in that piece overall. So in that aspect, right, uh, the high eye's expectations, they expect you to be tolerant of their casual use of time, so you can't get too triggered. They're talking, talking, talking. What do you got to be good at? Reeling them in very softly. And so how do you do that? Hey, Keith, man, I can sit here and talk to you all day about that. I love this type of stuff. Just so we don't get you know, too far out and miss our time together, let me go ahead and get right back to this real quick and show you. I'll finish this, and then we'll get back and talk about that. Right? Whatever. Hey, I really appreciate I enjoy what you're talking about, but let me get back to this real quick so we can knock this out. They need to feel heard, though. They're super important. Right? They're not clock watchers. They don't want you to be a clock watcher either. So if I have my appointment coming up and it's driving me crazy sitting there and I'm constantly checking my clock or looking at my phone, what do they do? They have a mistrust with that. They don't feel genuine, that you're genuine, so to speak. Right? Once they make a decision, they want quick results. They always like to know who I'm dealing with. So if I know I have an I-I, what do you got to talk about? Company, story. Yes, your story, the company story, who we are. Yeah, but they want to know, like, what's the status of you guys? Yep. Say, so, hey, you guys might have seen this on Fox News. Do you see this on Fox News? Right? What about Forbes? Did you Google this before you came in? You probably saw our commercial with Barbara Corcoran or Sean Hannity, right? Or Clay and Buck or Gator 107.9. I'm sure you probably saw the billboards, right? They want that. And so that helps them understand because they're about status in that piece. And they associate status with what? With somebody's success and somebody they can actually work with, right? Uh, they like to know who they're dealing with. They want to know things that, uh, they want to know what you think about things and how you feel about it. So they're going to ask you, how do you feel? And you want to take the opportunity to share that in that piece, right? They want you to expect them uh, to support them personally. They like positive feedback in that piece. Those are the easiest to sell to, these two. But the biggest one is most high eyes screw it up because they sell to everybody like their eyes, right? They think that they're so good and people love them so much that they just don't need the presentation, right? Same person that thinks that everybody likes them while they talk to random people. Right? You understand that, so you have to really back off that. Does that make sense, you guys? You still have to stick to process. The biggest weakness for eyes is they don't stick to process enough. Super important. That's how you take a two-hour listening presentation, turn it four hours. You know? So very important to do that. High S's. This is this tricky one. High S's usually have pictures in the office wall, but not of themselves, like, uh, but also a spouse, children, possessions, house, boat, things like that. They most likely have a nameplate on the door. Right? Although they appear easygoing and personal, they're very security conscious and possessive. Be careful what you touch. That's not in their house if you're listening presentation, things like that. Um, they like proven traditional concepts. So if I have an S, what am I talking about? Proven, proven repeatable system. This is my system. System. We have a proven system here. You have to talk about that because that's what they want. They want to know how do you have something proven to get results. The how I want to know who uses this system to get results. 100%. Right? 
Here's the, here's the other part about, about the, the Estes. They resist sudden change. They're the ones super loyal to the old agent who's in the old school dinosaur age, right? And they don't really they want to switch to somebody else. So you have to understand that in terms of how that psychology is, right? They're sincere, they're open, they're amiable and relationship-oriented after their initial shyness. So they're shy in the beginning, they open back up. And so I gotta understand that that piece, right? Don't judge a book by a cover. They can be dressed ranging from frumpy to high style. This talks about that. So a high S. What are their expectations? They want you to take time to establish relationship. A little more small talk. I like to have the word as connection. A little more connection, right? Take time to develop connection. They want fairly slow, deliberate progress. Can't go too fast, right? I want to stay on track in terms of that. They like guarantees and assurances. They're not assertive risk takers. They make decisions cautiously and they want others to affirm their decisions. It's how they're wired. They can't help it, so I can help them help themselves. Very important piece there. Right? You guys with me on that? A high C. In that scenario, what they do. Like that. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, C, that's what I'm talking about. So, C, same thing. They're very neat and orderly. Everything's organized. Right? If you're not in their house, that's your house. You can see based on how the house. A lot of times they clean the house up before you get there anyways. But if you get there and it's not, you can know they're not, probably not a C. Right? They want all the facts that you have at your disposal and they want the time to think about the data before making a decision. So the next piece of this, last piece of this, is you're going to have to have a strategy for how you do it. You're going to have to put a show on. Why is that? That's what they need. They need a show. Right? We're on stage here. We're selling people. The hardest people to sell, this is why most salespeople don't make it their S&C, because they're unwilling to change a lot of times. So the natural people who are very good at sales, in their current state are D's and I's. Specifically I and then D. So the S and C though, if you're a salesperson, this is why S and C's come here, they stay in their shell. So you have to figure a way to break that and hopefully you have enough D that you want to be successful, that you're willing to get outside your comfort zone. You guys with me on this? I lose you. So here's how you kind of look at this. High D, I are more extroverted. These are more introverted. These people are more people-oriented. These are more task-oriented. So if you look at this as an axis, extroverted, introverted, people, task. 